I think we can all agree Stevie Wonder is one of the geniuses of our time. Nobody's more in touch with human emotion than him, and nobody has more musical instincts. Which is astonishing, especially for a blind man. And this song, Do I Do, that he recorded in the early 80s, though, he made a crucial mistake. He tried to rap. But he had the smarts to stop himself. That's how great Stevie Wonder is. But unfortunately, not everybody is Stevie Wonder. And that's what we're going to talk about today on the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast. Hello! Welcome to Beyond Yacht Rock, the podcast that swims along in the seas of arbitrary musical genres and counts them down just for fun. Who cares? My name is J.D. Riznar. I'm here with David Lyons. What's your rapper name? Hey, uh, I don't know, maybe L.L. Bean or Tavis D? Good one. Uh, Hunter Stairs with me as well. Hi. Hi, everybody. He doesn't have a rapper name. I got one for him. Yeah? M.C. Donalds. M.C. Donalds. And then Hollywood Steve. Hey. Hey, it's me, Hollywood Steve. So, uh, today we're going to talk about trying raps, and we're going to have a great time doing it. But first, of course, we're going to do... The Yacht Rock Bone Throw Minute. All right. My time to shine. Okay, every week we uh, talk about either a, a lost Yacht Rock gem or, uh, you know, whatever. Something we like about Yacht Rock that's uh, it's been touching me lately. And uh, I've always been a fan of this. This is the soundtrack theme song to Cannonball Run by Chuck Maggioni. Frankly, I don't think it gets much smoother. Now, what I like about this... It's an action-packed <laughs> car race. <laughs> Good timing. Thank you. Across uh, across the country, and you know, the same year Crazy Train came out or uh, Dirty Deeds. All these people tearing ass across the country. Yeah, they could have picked a much more awesome song. This is like cr crazy characters going across country. Well, this is like in a madcap race. This is like taking an elevator across the country. <laughs> <laughs> a sideways elevator. Yeah. yeah. One of, those, just, one of those pumper train cars. Yeah, it's just smooth, hanging out. You know, maybe sh sipping a little rum drink. What um, what's this, what do you find yacht rocky about this song, other than the smoothness? Is there anything like thematic or anything that you? you I, I just really dig it. I think it uh, reminds me a lot of. Um, oh, I shit the bed on that one. Uh, reminds me a lot of uh, what was the uh, theme that we used for Yacht Rock? Uh, oh, Reason uh, by George yeah, Benson. Yeah, George oh. Benson. Mm -hmm. Reason. And also, I it's, feel like this is in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, and yeah, it's it a movie. It's a movie where people, guys, were they they were making movies with their friends. Exactly. It's like having uh, Michael McDonald uh, come in and sing background. Yeah, not a lot of chicks. Yeah. <laughs> these, <laughs> these guys, or unless they're leering at them. Yeah, uh, a bunch of pathetic dudes. Uh, yeah. Hanging out. Doing something that's meaningless. It's like, like, hey, Dean, hey, let's Sammy. go over there fast. All right. Hey, we know Frank Sinatra. Maybe we can get him to pop in. Uh, I think Dave's trying to do a Marina Rock bone throw in here. Listen, the, the definition of yacht rock is out the window. We're going to redefine it here. We're going to mash things up, tear things apart. Listen. If one of us thinks this this is Yacht Rock, who cares? Who cares? It's a great song. Yeah, you know, it is. the thing is, I did a lot of... I've, I've looked... 
I've done a lot of pathetic research in my day, and uh, Chuck Mangione, he doesn't do... He doesn't work with a lot of other people. No. That's a weird... That's the weird thing about him, so it's hard to connect him to anything other than kind of uh, being a jazz flugelhorn player. Well, he's not a sideman hunter. He's a leader. He's a born leader. Usually you get some sort of crumb of connection to, like, I don't know, Steely Dan of some sort. Session for Neil Diamond or something. But yeah. with Chuck Mangione, he's just a man in his horn. It's all he needs. Yeah. He's an island amongst himself. Yeah, picks a guy up from the streets. Go play drums for me. I want to do a theme for a madcap, uh, a madcap romp across the country. And then the drummer hears this song and he's confused. Imagine the eye rolls. This drummer had. Listen to this dumb song. I love it though. <laughs> that bone was thrown. The bone is thrown. <laughs> that was the yacht rock bone throw minute. I'm gonna abruptly turn off the the thing here. Okay, there it is. It's a, the music has abruptly stopped, what? and we we are on our way. We're on our way to our theme today, which is trying raps. This is a great genre. I have a lot of fun listening to it. Everybody's been making fun of these things forever, and we're gonna try to put them in a category and to find them more. In uh, the captain's seat today is Hunter Stair. Hi. He curated this list, yes. and he's going to tell us a little bit more about the genre. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, we're going to put this in a box and hopefully put it away from a long, long time after this. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing about... Are we going to do the... Are you, are you, do you have the ability to play that Fruity Pebbles rap? I didn't cue it up. Okay. All we right, all know fine. the Fruity Pebbles rap. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I just wanted to make sure, just so I didn't just sit here. Wait for it. Mm-hmm. Does Anyways, anybody at home know the Fruity yes, Pebbles rap? Yes, Fruity Pebbles though? rap came out 1991, which is honestly, that is very, very late, <laughs> late for a game. try and rap. Mm-hmm. The art of lyrical technique had advanced pretty far by that point. Yes, but they nailed it perfectly. If you can remember, I'll describe the scene. Uh, Fred was sitting down to ha- enjoy a bowl of Fruity Pebbles. Barney... In disguise as the master rapper came in. Master rapper, you know, he nailed it, came in and said, Well, I'm the master rapper and I'm here to say I love Fruity Pebbles in a major way, which got Fred to give him his bowl of Fruity Pebbles. Thus, a billion uh, bowls of cereal were were, uh, sold? Consumed. And also, uh, we finally had our lightning in a bottle moment for try and raps they put it on tv they sent it out to the to the masses and here we are finally today four pathetic guys sitting here and we're going to talk about it you know and it's really like sort of before that moment and after that moment you can really see how bad try and raps were like you know before before the Fruity Pebbles commercial, it was right about the time N.W.A. was coming. Anything before N.W.A. is, like, sort of excusable. Like, okay, rap was still young and cute. And then like, N.W.A. Yeah, like, came around. Like, Run DMC had just hit the mainstream with Walk This Way in, like, 86. Like, this was still kind of a new thing for a lot of mainstream American culture. Yeah, and then N.W.A. came around. They were hard and real. And then it scared everybody away from scared trying to rap. the hell out of white yeah, people. Yeah, it did. So it anything really did. that happens after N.W.A., it, there's really no excuse for it. And we got some from before, some from after. Well, let's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's dive into what is a try and rap. Yes, like, what is the difference, Hunter, between just a bad rap and a try and rap? Okay, well, 
Well, let's do some examples after I explain this, and then we. So I think that's the best way to sort of give it to the audience. Oh, but I right, agree. But right now, um, so basically, a try and wrap fills. I feel three main ca- categories. Uh, we have number one. The person who's doing it is known or marginally successful at a profession or genre of said profession, which typically is musician, other than the raps. Typically. Yes. (laughs) Other than the raps. Uh, Number two, they're making a cynical attempt at quick cash or a cheap appeal to an urban, and I'm doing quotes. Air quotes. Yeah, air quotes. An urban cool market. So, for example, this Hold is Hold on. My... Let me get through oh, sorry, number I'm three. Sorry. Let me get through. Steve, put it in your pants. Okay, number three. I'll zip it up. Number three, you have the people doing these, these try and wraps. They have absolutely no idea what they are doing, either culturally or technically. So, they don't know if it's good or bad. All they know is the stuff rhymes and it's coming out of their mouth. Steve. So, that's, for example, why... Bobby Brown's rap in On Our Own, the Ghostbusters 2 theme, does not count as a try and rap. He's coming from the culture. Yeah, and he's already tried a few raps. Yeah, he just sang a bad song in the same genre of what he normally sang. The the writer was probably trying some raps. I I doubt he wrote that. But once once you get Bobby Brown in there... And they're pretty in that, like, you can just tell listening to one that it's not quite right, that something yeah. wrong is happening. I mean, clearly it's people have no idea how to rap trying to rap, and it's it's just, right. well, sometimes it's sad, but I love every song on the list. I can listen to every song on this dumb list, every dumb song, tons of times, and I'm so happy listening to them. And, it's and so I'm stupid. A, I'm going to talk about that, ele- that elephant in the room over there. Most of these people are white. Ah. And they're, at this point, they were probably in their mid-30s while they were doing this. Culturally, this these these raps were not mid thirties and older. Culturally, these raps were not in their wheelhouse, so they had no idea. What no, was going you on. know, a perfect example that isn't on our list is Debbie Harry doing Rapture. Yeah, Whereas, that's kind of the prototype. It's kind yeah. of the prototype. I don't have it queued up, but everybody knows what it is. Yeah. It's a terrible rap. It's it's not on the list. I didn't put it on the list. Right. It's because, it's a little too obvious. Yeah. It's on everybody the knows, knows it. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it's terrible. You know what? What? What more can be said about it at this point? Right. But at least at that point, rap was still young enough that well, it we'll wasn't talk as about embarrassing that. as it would later become. We'll definitely get into that. All right. Well, we have our forties of Bud Light all uh, cracked open and ready to go because you know it's a forty, but we're white guys in our thirties. Yeah. We don't get it. Just like these try and rap artists. Let's get started with the countdown. Number ten. Would you like that? Oh, that was a great bumper. Awesome. All right, so I'll I'll uh, I'll start it us, us off here. This is uh, Lou Reed with the original rapper. It seems like a pretty good beat. I bet he's gonna do a pretty good job rapping this song. Let's take a listen. I was sitting home on the West End watching TV with a female friend. We watched nope. Okay, that's I think we we had enough of that. <laughs> that's interesting because Lou Reed will do some speak sung. Poet spoke sung is that the past tense of speak sing? He'll do some spoke sung poetry type lyrics from time to time, um, but this is not that. No. Yeah, this is definitely trying to rap. He's trying to do the urban market thing, and it's a it's a funny play on words because this isn't the original rapper R A P P E R, which is what he's called by music critics because of his work on like Walk on a Wild Side and stuff like that. This actually is the original rapper W R A P P E R, like uh, what you put around candy. Oh, that's a delicious play on words. Yeah. 
I give this one bonus points for having the word rapper in the song title. You'll notice a lot of these, or some of these, but if you if you go beyond our uh, top ten, you'll find a lot of these have the word rap in the titles, so that you know what it is. Yes. So, so basically, so their fans would know what they're trying to do on this one song on the album. I mean, obviously, we're talking over that you can't hear the lyrics, but you go 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 on the net and listen to it. It's really weird. It seems to be a song like sort of an AIDS scare song, sort of taking yeah. advantage of the metaphor of, of like a like a Halloween candy scare to get people to put rubbers on when they have oh, sex. Oh, yeah, is the rapper your, referring to the condom? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, listen your to the lyrics. Interpret it yourself, but that's how I see it. Uh, it's uh, but but if you're gonna do like if you're gonna try to cure AIDS with a with a message in the '80s, figure out a better way to do it than having Lou Reed rap. Well, this song is about fear-mongering and, uh, and divisive politics, about people being divided due to fear. Well, what I like is that rappers, uh, rappers talk, you know, they report what's going on in the streets. Lou Reed watched the news in his fancy New York apartment and reports what he saw there. See, I think this was part of a, like, he was busted for drugs or something. Sort of, part of his plea bargain was, uh, hey, I'll sing a rap trying to cure AIDS in the gay community because I have their ear. Let's move on. Number nine. Oh, okay. Oh. She will not take off her clothes. Oh, that's nice. Oh. We don't know who this is yet. Mm-mm. Oh, I got it written down right here. Oh. All right. Well, I'm going to talk while she's not rapping right now. This is Joan Jett and the Blackhearts singing Black Leather. This is coming in at number nine. Oh, normals. <laughs> Squares. People who don't rap. She's definitely staying on brand to yeah. Joan Jett. Yes. I love this song. I, I think it's the most listenable one on our list. Mm-hmm. The hook is incredible. The chorus is, is great. Once we get, We'll try to be quiet when we get to it so you can listen, but it's so rock and roll and amazing. One of the, one of the things about this song is... Oh. Okay, yeah. there we go. Okay, so oh. this is, I'm going to talk about this one for a second. So, this was actually produced by um, an actual rapper, a guy known as, uh, his name is Larry Smith. He's known as the Quincy Jones of rap. So, so this is dangerously not a try and rap, but I think what puts it over the edge is she says, my name is Joan Jett. Mm-hmm. As the Fruity Pebbles rap has told us, that is a staple. Yeah. And as, as legit as this rap is, still Joan Jett really has no business rapping. Well, this song no, came none out, whatsoever. This song came out in 86, uh, so it sort of, they, she sort of has an excuse. It's still when rap was cute and people could try it out. But really, stick with the rock and roll. But I, I love this song. I'm glad she did it. I'm glad she did it. Oh, there it is again. Dave, what do you think about this one? I can tell you what Hollywood Steve thought about it because he reviewed it for uh, All Music. Oh, what did I write? Uh, pretty much it. This, this song was anthemic. That was it. It was good. The album's called Good Music. There's a real rapper in here, too. There's a real rap. Oh, let's listen to the real rapper. Yeah, I couldn't find the name of the actual rapper, but... Um, he was good. To fit, he didn't. He didn't do anything show-offy. To, no, to he knew what he was doing. Yet. That was a good rap. Number eight. Oh, I'm 
number eight. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, that's a nice slow jam. All right. Uh, okay, here come the turntables, I bet, are a sample. Oh. oh, this is different. What? A little, little, little swamp punk here. What is this one, Hunter? Well, I'll give it a second. I'll let people listen. Hillbilly's talking about turnip greens, cornbread, sweet potatoes, pork, and beans. Country roads, farm and ranch. Drink a little creek water from. Oh my the God! Let's talk over this one. Yeah. <laughs> Drink a little. <laughs> All right. So I thought it was pronounced crick. <laughs> Are we all from Michigan? <laughs> this is holy moly. This is uh, this is number eight. This is the Bellamy Brothers. This is uh, called Country Rap. Another bonus points for getting rap. Well, you get two genres in this one, country and rap, so you know what it is. The Bellamy Brothers are best known for the hit uh, Let Your Love Flow. Which is like a nice harmony song. Yeah, it's kind of a nice country harmony thing. Yeah, this is not Let Your, ra let your Raps Flow. <laughs> no, they're not flowing very well at all. I can't, I can't hear this song and not think of Bob Odenkirk's character on Mr. Show, uh, C.S. Lewis Jr. America's gonna blow up the moon. Yeah, don't, don't mess around with God's America. This song is everything that's wrong with America today. I, I, it doesn't. Sunday morning, catch a speckled perch. That doesn't sound like even rapping. Like they're not even trying to rap. They're just doing country speak singing. Like I, Johnny Cash could have recorded this song pretty much the same way. I'll talk about that briefly. All right. So in my research, there's a thing called talking blues, which uh, Bob Dylan famously did on Subterranean Homesick Blues, which is kind of rhyming scheme. Almost proto rapping. Um, Woody Guthrie did a, did a lot, so it's it's actually in a bunch of country songs. But these guys Cowboys were trying to do a rap song. This, the, the album was country rap. Wait, the whole album was called country rap? Yes, but it wasn't all country rap. No, no, this was the only. Oh, this is this is just the title track of the album country rap. They, they called an album country rap. One quote-unquote rap song on the album. They sound bored or even bitter. <laughs> like you know, like they like their producer was like, "Let's bring in a, a black rap producer, and we'll we'll bring in the urban market, and they'll all buy, buy country, uh, all buy country records." That's the end of the song. Okay, that was a done. really short song. Sure was. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of rap about. Number seven. All right, I'll, I'll talk over the video. Yeah, this one has a long intro. Yeah, long intro. We're in the 90s now. Yes. I remember this song. This is 1990, 91, right around there. Um, this is, uh, who do you attribute this to? This is technically Bart Simpson, I guess. Well, not technically. The character of Bart Simpson singing, Do the Bart Man. Does everybody remember this? Remember when The Simpsons I, I was Bart-centric? I remember. Yeah. yeah, this is when this is before Homer became the main character in the show. And they were marketing around, oh, that bratty Bart Simpson, he's a bad, bad boy. Yeah. Here's what I don't get. This is a comedy song with Bart Simpson jokes in it. Right now, we're about to listen to like eight measures of beat. This, this song is garbage. It really is. Yeah, it's bad. And make no mistake, Bart Simpson's not real. Okay, this is not a cool 10-year-old boy rapping. It's a 35-year-old woman named Nancy. And Playing this, a cool 10-year-old boy. Barely. And this isn't even the writers or producers of The Simpsons. This is a marketing. This fits your uh, 
your topic of a, a quite cash. Yeah, this was from an album called The Simpsons Sing the Blues, which was all a bunch of original music designed to cash in on the Simpsons burgeoning craze. fad that was The Simpsons in the early 90s. What's funny is later in The Simpsons, they made fun of Try and Raps greatly. Uh, the Mr. Plow episode, mm -hmm. uh, Duff Garden episode, rapping AB, singing Poochie. about Duff. Poochie. Poochie, uh, there you are. Here they are, super guilty of it. The song was written by a guy named Brian Lauren, and it was rumored to be co-written by Michael Jackson. It totally was. Michael Jackson sang backup vocals on this, but Brian Lauren just put the rumors to bed that Michael Jackson co-wrote it. But lies. I, I think it's lies. Lies. Like, yeah. Matt Groening's the one that keeps saying Michael Jackson wrote it. Yeah. Because uh, he's the only, the only one of that group that has enough money that he doesn't have to worry about being sued <laughs> by the Jackson family. Yeah. Basically, the writer has to say, "I'm the one who wrote this." Or or else there's a backlog of dues, or of money that needs to be due to Michael Jackson and his estate. So he's going to deny it to the day he dies. Are they still making money off this? Uh, I, 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 I know Brian Lauren just sold the, the rights to this. He got $40,000 for this song. Wow. So now, now other people can license it. That's less than Monster Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd see Soul Love, but... Oh, bad like Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah shout out there. Shout out. Another thing I want to point out is this song, there's intimate knowledge of The Simpsons. I do not believe the writer knew this much about The Simpsons, but I know that Michael Jackson did know this much about The Simpsons. He was obsessed yeah. with The Simpsons. Well, he came to them to yes. do the voice of John, uh, credit as John J. Smith in the Homer Goes to the Insane Asylum. Yes, episode. he approached The Simpsons. This is totally written by Michael Jackson. Is it weird that I find Bart Simpson somewhat believable as a rapper? I, I believe Bart Simpson is a rapper more than I believe Joan Jett as a rapper. Well, the mere fact that we just listened to the Bellamy Brothers, I could believe just about anything, anybody as a rapper. But keep in mind, this is our first post-NWA rap on our countdown. There's no excuse for a rap like this in 1990. Also, keep in mind, this is a fictional character. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised that I find him a more believable rapper than Joan Jett. Number six. Hey, it's a real rap. <laughs> yeah, oh. shit's, shit's getting real, all right. Mm. Real bad. Wait, my notes tell me this is from 1995? 95. Wow. This still sounds like mid-80s Run DMC. Oh, a rap rap station. Rap rap station. There'd be another name for this genre, rap rap. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who's this crazy guy rapping? This crazy guy is uh, at a career low point. This is uh, Hulk Hogan. Real Hulk. name, Terry. Terry, Terry Bollea, yeah. and uh, he's doing uh, the song Beach Patrol from 1995. It's uh, it's actually technically it's uh, it's Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, my cousin got me this album as a joke gift for Christmas once. Uh, well, like every good uh, rap CD, you could buy it at Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah, this also has a song called Hopsters in Heaven about a fan of his who dies tragically. Yeah, it's not yeah. a rap song. Though. All right, we don't want to talk about that because this this song just you shouted out. Whoop, there it is. I, he just did it again. I thought that this song was from the 80s. And I was like, oh my God, Hulk Hogan was the first one to say Whoop, there it is. Finger it's a on the pulse of a nation. And then I found out it was in 95. <laughs> it was, oh, oh, okay. He just, well, that's on the radio now. This guy's a garbage rapper. Yeah, I was out of high school by the time this, uh, I don't want to say got popular, uh, presented itself. Steve, do you know, uh, did you, do you know the Gentries? 
Yeah, keep on dancing. Yes, uh, that is uh, Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. This is going to get wrestling nerd here for a second. He did all this. He did all the music for this. He was in the Gentries. Oh, he was in. The, I was wondering what the connection. Yes. Was he produced be. the wrestling album too, didn't he? I think uh, he did. Yes, he, he was. He was a very prolific. Uh, yeah, the wrestling album and Pile Driver, the follow-up that was just released. Yes, uh, they both knew better. Also, Hulk Hogan was in a. Uh, could in the future be in a yacht rock band named Coco. Coco <laughs> was the name of his high school band. He played bass. No, he was in the high school. That was a legit. That was a legit band. Oh, yeah. Was, I thought he started in high school and then just yeah. went on with it. Well, that's it for that song. I well, guess that was another I short guess he one. really didn't have a lot to say about. Well, most Beach of that Patrol song partying. is just him yelling at people not to touch his girlfriend. All right, let's like take... it's not really he's not really on beach patrol except he's patrolling the beach for people who are trying to hit on his girlfriend that's oh, we, about it we got something exciting coming up got, oh, it's oh 50, my god it's 50 states and 50 podcasts the oh, worst boy. segment <laughs> ever invented for podcasts that oh, we're I, rolling with anyway I love this segment. oh and we're playing a fun so game today because I picked a song and I didn't tell these guys what it is you'll know the song you know the artist you gotta guess the state this is some blues listen once it listen I don't even know if I should it's George Thorogood, I Drink Alone. Is he from Jersey? Oh, nice try. Not even. Oh, Delaware. Oh, Hollywood Steve Delaware. Wins. Hollywood Steve wins. Steve, you could have yes. given up us a try. Yeah, jeez. So today in 50 podcasts, or 50 states and 50 podcasts, we're visiting Delaware. Ah, the show me state. Show me. Is who else Missouri? is from? Who, show me who else is from Delaware. Oh, oh it's yeah. not the Show Me State. <laughs> okay, doesn't well, matter. Doesn't matter. Show me who else is from Delaware other than George Thorogood. You can't do it. This is the only musician of note from Delaware. Yeah. Hold on, Steve. Who else is from Delaware? I can't think of anybody. Uh, they got the Dogfish Head Brewery there. That's a good brewery. Yeah. Like that. This is the home of Joe Biden. He's pretty cool. I bet he drinks by himself a lot. Yeah. He's had a sad life. Famous River. Which the, one? The Delaware. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I don't think that's in that. Got a lot of credit card companes there. Yeah, yeah. very lax, lax credit card laws. Lax regulation. All your bills are from Delaware. This segment is dynamite, guys. It really is. It really is. Especially when it's not about Michigan. Yeah. And there's no other artists to list. Yeah, good one. Uh, Steve, any fun facts about George Thorogood off the top of your head? Uh, oh, man, no. it's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> Hurry, play the lasers. <laughs> it's good to be surprised. This is number five. Ugh. Yeah, this is bad. This just in. Another white art rap group thinks it's... I'm sorry. This just in. Another white art group thinks it's easy to rap. This one was actually a hit, fellas. This is our first legitimate hit. This was really a hit? Yes. Man, this hit is too legit to quit. Yes. What was there? What was the. This is uh, the Tom Tom Club. Well, yeah. Sorry. They're Wordy Rapping Hood. Yeah. yeah. Wordy Rapping Hood. That sounds this, like a children's book. This might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It was a hit. It's like, they, you know, it's just an example of people listening to rap and going like, we can do this, but our way. No, you can't. What was what was their big, their more popular Genius song? of Love. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a track that was actually sampled by rappers. Like, yeah. people heard it and went, oh, this is great. Let's use it for our raps. Let's listen to this rap style for a second. Fuck you. 
Wow. That sounds like a Sesame Street segment about words for well, this kids. Is, this chorus here is actually a traditional Moroccan uh, song for children. They're all over the place in this. Oh, movie. so they went to art school, yes. in other words. Yeah. Really into France and French colonies. I like to think that uh, any French rapper is automatically a trying rapper. French, French just isn't a language you can rap. No. Or it's too smooth. There's no contractions. There's no shortened words. German's a good rapping language. Right. Falco proved that on Rock Me Amadeus. Absolutely. <laughs> Although, to be fair, he was Austrian, not German. Yeah, Rock Me Amadeus is right up there with F the Police. Fuck the police. Mm-hmm. F the police. What is this? PG? No, it's a podcast. Not anymore. Yeah, this is a fucking podcast. So the Tom Tom Club, they were the... Bassist and drummer, the husband and wife, bassist and drummer from from the Talking Heads. I'm I wonder why the Talking Heads didn't jump on this. Oh, I know, because it's terrible. Uh, yeah, this is this came out in 1981, so it's very very early. Rap is basically disco at this. So point. this is the same year as Rapture. Yes, this is the opposite of the Talking Heads. It's the rapping assholes. God, Dave. <laughs> yeah, you got laugh, me. Laugh into the mic. <laughs> So America knows I'm funny. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Yeah. Have they rapped in French yet? No. All right. Number four. I'll go quick on this one. This song's a train wreck. Yeah, it's really bad. When Hunter set, when Hunter introduced the concept of try and raps, this was the first one that popped into my head. This is this is one of the first ones. Yeah, Traditional try and rap beat right here. My name is Brian. Oh. Yep. Figure out where Brian it is. Yeah. My name is Brian. Samples are going to tell you in a minute. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Brian Wilson, Smart Girl. Yeah. Came out 90-91. It actually didn't come out. No. It was recorded. Recorded 1991. I think it was 84. No, no, no. This one, this one was recorded in 19. I actually have it written down. I believe it's 90. Yeah, it's recorded in 90. Um. Steve, you got some fun tidbits about the genesis of this. The other the songs on about what you're about to talk about, they were recorded between that period. But this oh, one, I see. This was legitimately recorded in 1990. Yeah, this was when uh, Brian Wilson was not quite all together, and he still had uh, his uh, psychiatrist Eugene Landy was trying to get him to record some more because Landy had set it up where he would get like a percentage of the songwriting royalties as Brian's psychiatrist. Like, the guy who was basically enabling Brian to record crap like this. His crooked shrink. Yes, in so many words. (laughs) Yes. And the album album that this was supposed to be on that listed his psychiatrist as co-producer was supposed to be called Sweet Insanity. Yes. Uh, just, would you say the guy who made this song is crazy? <laughs> I mean, at least the guy the guy who spliced in the sample surely is. Yes. Boy, yeah, it's yeah. not the half the samples are not even on any kind of beat. Yeah, this is not about this is more about it's not about the forget the raps for a second. This is more how not to sample. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's this try and rap. This is the try and sample. Yeah. <laughs> it's also weird because it's about how Brian Wilson's rapping about how, I'm sorry that I only sang about shallow bimbos in the 60s and the Beach Boys. I, re- I like smart girls. I respect you women, which is a weird thing. Ah, God, it's so distracting. He's working, he's working through his issues on this song. Yeah. And, oh, jeez. Re- oh, these samples. What if people they don't remember no who he is? 
Well, listen, gotta put in every song he ever wrote. It made me go back to the Beach Boys songs and go like, oh yeah, he was shallowly rapping about bimbos. I never thought of it before. It was that rapping. never registered with me before, and it, I don't think it still. I don't think it does. Well, I'll go see his shrink, and then maybe you might. Maybe I can record it. Yeah, album then we'll get a rap Sweet album insanity. from Steve. <laughs> that would be called Sweet Insanity. No, it'd be called Skinny Insanity. <laughs> Boom! Number three. All right, I had to rip this one off YouTube, so we're gonna have to use our NPR voices. Quiet, quiet talk for uh, for this one. It doesn't have the weight. No, it really doesn't. Uh, Maybe we could talk about this one briefly, and then you guys can go online and listen to it. But this is what is this one, Hunter? Oh, this is uh, this is City of Crime by Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd, and it came out in 1986. 86, 87, about about six or seven years after the Blues Brothers introduced uh, a genre of music to a bunch of people that had no idea, and now he's rapping with Tom Hanks. Yes. Um, this is. There's that Run DMC guitar again. Yes. You know who that is? Who is that? Pat Thrall. I don't know who that is. He was uh, a member of Asia for. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> That is a boring, it's not a fun fact. It's <laughs> the opposite. Good name drop, Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought maybe Hollywood. Uh, he might be from Delaware. Uh, uh, Tom Hanks brings it in this. Let's try to listen to Tom Hanks rap and if we can hear it. It's awesome. Yeah. He's really committed. No, mm-hmm. he's the fourth and, be- Beastie Boy. Yeah, and if you go online and watch the music video for this, he is dancing and running around and selling this so hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're in a courtroom. And, and it should be noted, Dan Aykroyd is trying to rap in character as as Joe Friday. Mm-hmm. Hey, he picked the wrong She's time to be in character. Yeah. He picked the wrong time to be in character. Tom's doing it as Pep Strebeck. And uh, Tom... Well, Pep is a little more streetwise. Well, he's got a name like Pep. Tom is proving that he is the best rapper in the Hanks family. That is a Chet Hayesburn, his douchebag son, who's a douchebag, and he raps. No, you better be careful. This podcast takes off. Old Chet's going to diss you in his next rap. Yeah, he's a he's a dangerous man. He's yeah. from the streets of Beverly Hills. And he has multiple pools. <laughs> multiple pools. Number two. Oh, this isn't rap oh. at all. No, this is. I recognize this. is a grunge. This. this is Pearl Jam. Somebody's grunging on this song. Not rapping. The Pearl Jam B side. Pearl Jam's Dirty Frank. It's a gar- I would not have remembered this as a try and rap. Here we go. Oh, wait, no, not yet. Sorry, not yet. Fretless bass in there. <laughs> they got a get groove. Some funk in there. Fretless bass isn't really super funky to me. There it is. Every car in Second suitcase. He almost sounds like Rob Zombie. My name's Eddie Vedder. Got to blow my nose. I'm a rapper and I know how it goes. I just pulled a Stevie Wonder. You know how it goes. Um, they were touring with the Red Hot Chili Peppers at the time they wrote this. Hey, they're trying to play it off as a joke, but this is not a fucking joke. They really wanted to do this. They were like, oh, those Chili Pepper guys are really cool. Let's try it. Let's try and rap it. 
Steve, what's uh, where, where does this song come from? What's it about? This, this is a joke song that they did about uh, that their bus driver. Like they did a song about how their bus driver was a cannibal. Yeah, it was inspired by Jeffrey Dahmer. He was big in the news at the time, and their bus driver kind of freaked him out. His name was Frank. So they sort of came up with this joke theory. Stop letting them off with killer. a joke. It's a joke. No, man. they took the time it's to record goof. it. They took their time to record this, and they play it in concert. Just because you record something doesn't mean it's serious. There's four of us. Look at this. Here arguing about it. What are we doing right now? Arguing about Pearl Jam. This is trying funk. I love. This is not a funky band. I kind of like this song because it's about. It, it feels like Pearl Jam 10. It feels like it belongs on that album, and that makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, and not this a has joke. no place on that album. It sounds like that album, but it has no place on that album. That would this would destroy the mood of that album. Man, I didn't know you held Pearl Jam in such high regard. I really like Ted. Jeez. It was an important album Jeez. in my in my late adolescence. Eddie Vedder's from Southern California, not Seattle. He had a bit of Red Hot Chili Peppers, Ugly Kid Joe. Uh, what else is some some tri- some rapping? Sure. I think you're making a better case for funk than rap. Well, they always that, this Seattle. rhythm section is not a funky rhythm section. That that drum is specifically. I'm trying to lay a drum beat for a rap. Oh, the boom bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to lay a drum beat for a rap in 1982. This came out in 1991. I wanted to find a grunge rap, and I was super happy that JD introduced it. I mean, I mean, this one and Smart Girls by Brian Wilson are the two that were buried. And thank God they were. They're both embarrassments. But not as much as this actual release number one song on our oh, countdown. Here it comes. I'm so excited. The King. This is The King. There it is. This guy knows what he's doing. Walk with a walk with a wanted. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Walk with a walk with a wanted. Oh yeah. Smile on Dave's face right is now. Who is this guy, Dave? Is this a guy doing You're not going to find many uh, bigger fans of the Ramones than me. And this is Didi Ramone as he was leaving the Ramones in 1987-1988. Called himself Didi King. Did a whole album called Standing in the Spotlight because it was his turn to shine. Yeah. I mean, he was still writing for the Ramones. Yeah, he still wrote like Pet Cemetery and Poison Heart. But he was he was a rapper now. Yeah, yeah. he'll write for you, but he's not no, going to perform. He, and he took it seriously. He would show up at the airport, leaving ready to leave for a Ramones tour, dressed like in Adidas and a black leather hat and gold chains. And Johnny Ramone was fucking pissed. He's like, "What are you doing? Take a quick minute to listen to his rapping style." There we go. No, oh, this, this is the wrong part. Oh, shoot. Well, I stopped at the wrong I just want to say that I kind of love this. I, like, the more I listen to his rap style, the more it grows on me. This would be a fun song to listen to. Here we go. On alcohol. Oh, no. No, oh, he got us again. We'll get it. We'll get it when it comes All right, let's talk again. about it then. Our science is too tight. I want to say why I picked this. He's calling out other try and rap MCs on this specific song. He is saying... That I am the best. I am D.D. King. You won't make it to the Hall of Fame. Here it is. The you write are considered late. Mm. The cut creator, mm. the master of rap. When I strut down the street, homeboys tip the hat. See? Stand there amazed. They say there he is. The number one rapper in all number of showbiz. One. Oh, he's the number one rapper in all, all of showbiz. All yeah. of showbiz. That's what I'm saying. That's why I picked this song. This guy is the king. He's the funky man. 
And this fight's number one. He sounds like Tony Danza doing an impression of Sid Vicious. <laughs> Angelo, why'd you take my floss? That's why I'm always asking, who's the boss? I gotta say, I, I really that like was good. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, I didn't have anything. It's a great freestyle. It was good. I want to say I, I really appreciate DD for doing this, for appreciating. This is one of the ones that really I feel appreciated the, the art form of hip hop and rap. Just and if, couldn't do it. And I got to ask you a question. What's more punk, NWA and Ice-T or Blink-182? What was the real punk in the, in the early 90s? Oh, I would say NWA and Ice T without Thank you. a doubt. And but, he but I would say that. I'd say Blink One Eighty Two because they're a punk band and the other ones are rappers. Well, I get. I mean, if you're talking pure punk, like yeah, what, from the what heart, is talking punk? attitude? Yeah, ad- punk mean, is attitude. attitude. But you're also you taking know, the most. Well, first of all, Blink One Eighty Two didn't hit until till later. Okay, but you know like what I'm saying. Ninety seven. Punk wasn't going was going in a direction of bubblegum. Well, it was, but you still had bands like Operation Ivy and. Uh, Fugazi was oh, hitting it hard. This podcast is going in a direction that's not fun for me anymore. I mean, maybe <laughs> some people like it, but not me, guys. Let's wrap. Let's wrap this let's up. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> we'll try and wrap it up. I, yeah. This is the second time we've done this. Yeah, we did it last week too. We'll try and wrap it up. The yeah. funny thing uh, is, you said wrap W R A P like Lou Reed did, and nobody could tell. Oh gosh, man, levels. Was, were we out of our element on this? On this one? Absolutely. I don't even like rap. Yeah, but listen, it was fun. I think, you know, you can listen to these songs and have a fun time listening to people trying and rapping, and there's something endearing about each and every one. I think this this is a great playlist we're putting in the world, a great new genre for people to think about, Mm. and I think we did a great (laughs) job today, guys. A great new genre for people to think about. I would strongly recommend checking out all of D.D. King's album. It's not all rap. In fact, one of the songs on my wedding invitation was Baby Doll. From that very same album, the album is terrific. Yeah, good inside fact. All right, I'm gonna t- let's talk about what wasn't, what didn't make the list that we still think are great try and raps. I miss uh, my perfect friend by Macho Man Randy Savage. I know we already have a wrestler on there with Hulk Hogan, so that took the spot. And Beach Patrol is horrendous, <laughs> but uh, my perfect friend is great because it's a tribute to his dead friend. Mr. Perfect, another wrestler, and what a weird way to pay tribute to a dead fellow wrestler than to, like, do a sentimental rap to him at the end of your rap album that's called Be a Man. It's just weird. I don't know. I don't know. I think they were a little more than friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you listen to the song, you think, like, he's rapping from the heart. And it's Macho Man Randy Savage's voice, which always makes me laugh, and really makes me laugh, laugh when he's doing a sentimental rap. Dave, what did we miss? All right, I, uh, I like the song Top That from the movie Teen Witch. Uh, for people that haven't seen it, it's a couple uh, middle-class white dudes impressing each other with a rap by a convertible. This girl wants to talk to the handsome dude, and uh, she can't do it. She's too scared, so her teen witch friend uses her teen witch powers to make her an awesome rapper, and she wins over this guy. It's... I, I think that's a great movie moment, though. Like, even though the rapping is super cheesy, like the actress who starts rapping brings it, and you really, she I kind of really got does. chills. She does bring it, and honestly, it's better than most of the raps on our list. <laughs> it really which is. Which is why we probably shouldn't include it. It was a little too good. Uh, then um, also uh, the Super Bowl shuffle, I thought. Wait, that was that was nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Performance. There weren't can, a lot of Can any other try and rap uh, say yeah, and, that and, they were nominated and, for a Grammy in the category of and, rap? And Jethro Tull won heavy metal. That doesn't mean shit. Well, I'll tell you something, man. You can try and rap and succeed. 
Yeah. By getting did. a Grammy nomination. But I wouldn't quite call a Super Bowl shuffle a success. Steve, did you think of anything? I, uh, I What I would have said, I don't know a lot of these, but what I would have said, you, ever, you remember the movie Strange Days with Angela Bassett? Not around ninety two. Okay. There was it was this futuristic <laughs> dystopia where this whole this whole like uh it was like, Oh, imagine the future when rappers hold such cultural influence that the death of an important rapper could set off a new like world war or something like that. And they sh- they cut to like I don't know, five or ten seconds of this really important rapper who just got assassinated and he can't rap for shit. I would have picked that song. <laughs> this it's also uh, makes me realize we missed the entire Judgment Night soundtrack. That's not. No, that's, that's not trying rap. It has no, real rappers on. Yeah, it. the that rappers pushed, rap on that. That pushed the genre forward. We'll all the talk about today. that some other show. Yeah, yeah some other show. Uh, but the next show is going to be a very special one that I'm really excited about. Wait, did How- Hunter get his try? What, no, what he, he he made the list. He doesn't get to talk about. Well, what I want to talk about list. some stuff. I want to talk about one thing. Well, okay. That I wanted to put a Prince song on here, but he'd sue our ass. I know Prince is litigious. So we can't do any. You won't be hearing any Prince's songs on our... But if people wanted to go somewhere unspecified and to your, try to and your listen to a Prince song that you would have wanted to put on this list, what would you recommend? Oh, uh, well, f- at first I did My Name is Prince, uh, and then there, he's got a good rap song on the on his Black album. I know, we're trying to wrap this up, guys. Sorry, threw me off there. Dead on it, dead on it, dead on it. That's the one. It's really mean, too, about raps. Fun facts all around. Fun facts about Prince. All right, we're wrapping this episode up next week. Really fun episodes happening. Uh, Hollywood Steve's going to take the captain's chair, and he's going to talk about uh, lost hair metal hits. Great lost hair metal hits. Uh We're going to call it bald metal because lost hair. They're all, they're, it's a clever name. We're not. Yeah. We're not, It's not going to be the the bald metal from when they actually went bald. It's not going to be like the mid '90s albums that those guys all recorded on CMC International. It's just going to be the greatest lost tracks of the era, and it's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to that one. All right, you can find this week's Try and Raps playlist by following JD Riznar on Spotify. Uh, send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock hashtag YRPod. Follow me at J.D. Riznar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David B. Lyons. Follow Hunter into the drugstore to find out what he's using for deodorant. It's not <laughs> Gillette. Nope. He's thinking about it. Uh-huh. He'll Maybe he'll tell us someday. Why was I MC Donald's? You came up with it. Oh, I don't know. No, because it sounds like McDonald's. Ah, like the restaurant. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook, go to YachtRock.com for what will hopefully be, uh, one day, a very useful experience. We're coming to you on Feral Audio, feralaudio.com. Dustin Marshall is our producer. Everybody in Hollywood loves him. Yep. And uh, check out other Feral Audio's other podcasts. Uh, Wade and Willie's Real Sci-Fi is one I like, Harmontown. All sorts of good stuff on there. All right, thank you very much, guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Feral Audio.